We're not supposed to be anxious. We're not supposed to uh, become troubled by things. But we're supposed to just uh, bring them to the Lord in prayer. Amen. So in Philippians chapter 4, the Lord through the Apostle Paul wanted to, you know, help us in this regard so that we know how we ought to conduct ourselves because Christians are not supposed to be troubled. Sometimes we'll get troubled, but we're not supposed to be in that place where we're in anxiety and, you know, that would probably lead to depression and all of that. We should pray about everything. Hallelujah. So it says here, be careful for nothing. Some translations say, be anxious for nothing. Nothing, nothing. It says, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. In everything, not in some things, in everything. Now, every Christian is supposed to have a prayer life. Every Christian is supposed to have a time of communion with God in prayer, where you tell, where you share with God your concerns, your needs, the things that you require. Praise the Lord Jesus. It says, and the peace of God, when you do this properly, the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, will keep your hearts and your minds through the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So it's, it's, it's vital that we learn this skill. It's a skill. Hallelujah. Uh, and that a way of living uh, so that we're not troubled by anything going on around us. We go to God with it. Uh, you don't need to, uh, prayer does not have to be, um, you don't have to wait for corporate prayer to be able to pray or to pray. You must have a personal time with God where you bring your personal issues because not everybody is thinking the way you're thinking. Not everybody has the things that are bothering you as their own thing. Praise the Lord. And sometimes people are not nearly as, how do I put it, they don't take your things nearly as seriously as you would. Hallelujah. Somebody is in a panic over something going on and, you know, to you, it's an emergency, but to the other person, say, okay, okay, I understand. And uh, so you need to pray. Hallelujah. We all need to pray. Praise the Lord Jesus. So he's talking about prayer and supplication. What is supplication? Because that's the one that is a little, um, supplications are petitions, definite requests. They are prayers to God for particular or specific benefits, either for yourself, for yourself, as it were, what you need, what you want. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I'm going to give a, a, a very uh, uh, small or short example of this. you find in the story of blind Bartimaeus, Mark chapter 10, 46. It says, And they came to Jericho, and as they went out of Jericho with his disciples, a great number of people, blind by males, the son of Timaeus, sat by, by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, 
he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Now, a lot of times when people uh, have needs, sometimes this is how they pray. They're just saying, God, have mercy. God, help me. God, they say everything that is said, and sometimes they pray in their hearts. They say, I was asking God in my heart. And it's just like people throwing a die. You throw it, you're not quite sure what's going to come up, except you, you have it engineered. All right? Say, and many charge him that he should hold his peace. And sometimes people shout a lot. And they were saying, stop making noise. And he cried more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What will thou that I should do unto thee? This is key to prayer. What specifically do you want the Lord to do for you? You've not started praying until you can link a specific prayer request to an answer. What would thou that I should do unto thee? And the blind man said unto him, Lord, that I may receive my sight. That is a specific request. Hallelujah. That I may receive my sight. So now some, some have said to, in, in discipling people in the area of prayer, you say, have a prayer journal. Write down your prayers. Some teachers say, write down your prayers. Write down what you're asking for. The day you asked for it, write it down. Now, you, you find out, do I, did I follow the rules of prayer? Now, I'm, I'm showing this because Jesus at this time was upon the face of the earth. Hallelujah. Now, prayer is to God the Father, all right, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Prayer is request to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, the Lord did mention something to me the other day. He said, a request to one of us is a request to all of us. Hallelujah. But the rules of prayer, the basic rules of prayer says that we pray to the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Does that say that we do not talk to Jesus or we can't call on him for help? We can. And the Holy Spirit, the three of them are all God. Hallelujah. A prayer or request to one of the three is a request to all the three. Hallelujah. But primarily as we grow, prayer is God, to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus said unto him, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. So when we pray, we pray to the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus with definite requests. 
definite requests. What do you want? What exactly, specifically, do you want God to do for you? Let's go back to Philippians chapter, chapter 4, verse 6. The Amplified Version makes this very clear. Praise the Lord Jesus. So we're looking at the request side of it, how we initiate this conversation with God, this request with God. He said, do not fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and in everything, by prayer and petition. The word translated supplication is the same thing as petition. Amen? Definite requests. With thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. I like this. It didn't say your needs. It said your wants, your requirements. What do you require? What do you want the Lord to do for you? Amen? And God's peace shall be yours. That tranquil state of a soul assured of his salvation through Christ. And so fearing nothing from God, being content with its earthly lot of whatever sort it that is, that peace which transcends all understanding shall garrison and mount guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So when we pray, if there is trouble, we tell people, you, 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 you don't, you know, there are times when people just keep going around. You know, you go to this person, uh, they, they tell you what to do. You go to another person, you try some things and all of that. You tried all those trials and nothing seems to work. Shut the door. And if you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, I feel sorry for you. You need to get filled with the Spirit so that you can pray in other tongues and, you know, because there are these things that we do, the Bible says we do not know how we should pray as we ought. Romans chapter 8 and verse 26. It says, likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself, it should be himself, maketh intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. He that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is in the mind of the Spirit because he maketh intercessions for the saints according to the will of God. He doesn't end there. The next verse. It is because of this process that we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Now, things may have been wrong. Things may be going in the wrong direction and you begin to pray. You begin to carry the burden of that situation to God in prayer. And you're talking to him about it. When you start talking to him, uh, it might have been that all hell broke loose, as it were. But now you want to put your life together. And then you begin to pray. You begin to seek the face of God in the place of prayer. Never get knocked out to the point where you cannot pray. Because it's a tag team. I don't know if you ever watched tag team wrestling. When one person gets tired, he taps his mate and he comes in. So prayer is us tapping God to come into the situation on our behalf. Amen. So we step aside and he moves in. Praise the Lord Jesus. We see this, um, we see God do this, uh, a situation 
that I, I, I love so much. From the day I first heard that story uh, to this, I, wow, it blows, it blows, you know, it really blesses me. Let me, let me put it that way. Now, it, this is Second Chronicles chapter 20. I'm going to go to verse 1. It says, and it came to pass after this also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and with them other besides the Ammonites came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat saying, there cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on this side Syria. Behold, they be in Hezazon Temer, which is Engedi. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaim a fast throughout all Judah. Now, sometimes things happen, and like a situation such as this, everything seems to be coming against Jehoshaphat and the children of Israel. Just like um, situations come against families, against individuals in our day. Because the Bible talks about the fact that the storms of life or the storms come to every building. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. He went to seek the face of the Lord. Then Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Now the word help there is in italics. So it means that to ask of the Lord they came to make a request from God. So he says to ask help of the Lord. Even out of the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. So they didn't just say, oh God, help. No. They went there and began. Now there's a time to just say that because you don't have enough time to fast, gather everybody together and all of that is trouble. You know, if an aircraft wants to fall off the skies, you don't have time to fast. Hallelujah. Or there's a crash imminent. You, the brakes are no longer working. There are two 18-wheelers, not, one not wanting to leave the road for the other, and you're facing them head on. I mean, there's not enough time to pray and fast there. So you just say, help. <laughs> or you just have enough time to say, Jesus. Hallelujah. And the Lord will part the Red Sea, and you will go back. Hallelujah. And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court. And he said, O Lord God of our fathers, art not thou God in heaven? Rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the, heaven, of the heathen? And in thy hand is there not power and might, so that none is able to withstand thee? Now all these statements that he has made here are valid today. They're valid today. Art not thou our God, who didst drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel, and givest it to the seed of Abraham thy friend forever? And they dwelt therein, and have built thee a sanctuary therein for thy name, saying, If when evil cometh upon us as the sword, judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we stand before this house and in thy presence for thy name is in this house and cry unto thee in our affliction. Then thou wilt hear, thou wilt hear and help. Now behold the children of Ammon and Moab 
and Mount Seir, which thou wouldest not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and destroyed them not. Behold, I say how they reward us to come to cast us out of, our posse, of thy possession, which thou hast given us to inherit. Now, if you, if you look at it, some, when we pray, we stop here, where we talk about the fact that you said, if we cry unto thee in our affliction, you will hear and you will help. So, Lord, come and help. Though that is what he's doing, he's laying down his petition. He's laying down his request. And he's laying the basis of his request. Can we just stop here in verse 10 and go to the book of 1 John chapter 5 and in verse, verse 14. It says, and this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. If we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. Now, this his will here includes the fact that it is provided for in the covenant and then the mode of the request. There are two things in the will. The will here represents both what we're asking for, that it must be provided for, hallelujah, and that we're asking it in the prescribed manner. Now, there are people who want to just pray these prayers to say, oh God, um, uh, they just say some things and then they close it. You don't use the name of Jesus. God is not obligated to answer that. Hallelujah. He's not obligated to answer that prayer. Jesus said, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Now let's continue here. He says, he heareth us. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. We're going to leave that here and we will go back. Praise God to 2 Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 11. So they come to drive us out of your possession. O our God, will thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us, neither know we what to do. But our eyes are upon thee, and all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, and their children. Then upon Jehazel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Beniah, the son of Jael, the son of Metaniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph came the spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. Now, if they had not gone to God in prayer, nothing will happen. Call upon me in the day of trouble and I will answer you and you will glorify me. So it's our job to call upon God when there is trouble. That's why the Philippians says, be anxious for nothing, regardless of what it is, whatever kind of battle it is. Whatever kind of thing that has come against you, don't be anxious. But with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. So the Holy Ghost came upon this servant of God uh, among the sons of the Levites, and he began to prophesy. And he said, how can, ye, how can ye all Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem and thy king Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you, 
Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours but God's. Tomorrow ye go down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz. And ye shall find them at the end of the brook. Before the wilderness of Jeruel. And ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshipping the Lord, rather than worry, pray. That's what the Philippian, what the Apostle Paul was trying to tell us in the book of Philippians. Don't worry, pray instead. Don't, you know, because you can stress out yourself, become ill by just worrying. What is that? Worrying is that you're expecting evil to take place. It's, it's a form of fear. And that can affect somebody's health. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. Instead, you pray. Pray.